0: To Still Buffering, a Cross Generational Guide to the Culture That Made Us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy. And I'm Taylor
1: Smurl. Well, how are you all doing today? <laughs> I
2: That's feel a like funny I'm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that felt how very weird. I? <laughs> I think I almost slipped into doctor mode there. Well, tell me what's going on. How are you feeling today? How are you feeling today?
2: It just seems like. I feel like the question of how are you is almost offensive right now in the world. <laughs> it's like, what do you think?
0: I feel like I have lived this day, every day, for the past five months. (laughs) It's
2: it's Groundhog's Day, but it's much worse. I don't think there was a plague in that movie.
1: No, that's very true. I have have had similar feelings. Uh, The days just sort of melt together. And now I have to
0: start school? And I'm like... What I haven't used my brain in almost half a year. I had to sign a document the other day and I forgot how to sign my name. <laughs> I, I hadn't picked up a pen in months. I'll tell you uh, what threw me for
1: a loop because everything seems odd and off right now and I'm always desperate for like new information to enter my brain mm-hmm. because I get so much so little new sensory input. yeah because <laughs> I'm in the same places and situations all day every day. yeah uh, And I was standing at the stove yesterday cooking dinner. And Charlie came running up to me and literally tugged on my shirt, which feels very like something out of a movie or something. That's what kids always do in the movies, like pull on the bottom of your shirt. Mama, (laughs) mama. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's not typical of my children. Yeah. Like tugged on my shirt and was like, Mommy, I have something to tell you. And I was like, what? What is it? She goes, the chipmunks are back.
2: (laughs) like actual chipmunks <laughs> i said what there are chipmunks
1: here <laughs> she said they have a new movie oh. and a new tv show oh the gosh. chipmunks are back <laughs> I went, okay and i started to laugh and she went no mom i'm serious
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're back <laughs> is it like, like a like a gritty chipmunk reboot is that what we're getting I didn't know they were back. I didn't didn't know
0: know they were back.
1: And I don't know where this came from because she was sitting in the living room drawing, like coloring. It wasn't like she was watching TV or, like, YouTube or something to find this information. She was just sitting there quietly, like, humming to herself and coloring. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, she jumped up and ran to me to give me this information that the chipmunks are back.
0: Are we sure this is true? I, no. Did she just maybe, (laughs) like, imagine it or have a dream about it or hope it was true or something? Transmitted into her brain. That's...
1: Huh. um, I don't, they they, they wow. do. I will say kids do that sometimes. Like Cooper came up to me yesterday and went, "We're going to Disney World," and I went, "Oh no, no, we're not. We're not." <laughs> but but like you don't want to say that to a two year old. You're like, "Yay!" No, no,
0: what? <laughs> what are you? Why do you think? <laughs> Man, you know. There are some times where I feel old when I'm on TikTok and I feel like I'm in the wrong generation. This is related, I promise, um, to be on TikTok. And one of them was the other day when I saw someone who looked like they were probably five or six years younger than me posting about how they couldn't believe if you took the Chipmunks music from like the most recent reboot from like a few years ago mm-hmm. and slow it down. It just sounds like the real people who voice the Chipmunks <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's and It was it. all these all these kids like, "Wait, it's not just people with a high pitched voice." Oh no. <laughs> oh no.
2: I was I was going to say I don't think that's a generational confusion. I think that's just some particularly uninformed person, but I guess Yeah. Well, okay. Well,
0: they couldn't believe it. They were like this old movie. And I was like, "No, that's not an old movie."
2: Oh no. <laughs>
1: um I am I am fascinated by the fact that uh, cuz my children really enjoy the YouTube videos that are people on YouTube doing TikTok food hacks yeah which is like it's so many layers here like these these YouTubers yeah. watch the TikTok food hacks and then make a YouTube video where they play a little segment of the TikTok video mm-hmm. and then also do the food hack themselves yeah which I guess kids prefer to the original. Well, I won't let my, my kids aren't on TikTok. Maybe that's why. Yeah. Maybe they would prefer the TikToks.
0: Well, there's also like the, the quirky YouTubers that are like, oh my God, five minute crafts. This is impossible. Like you made it look so easy and I can't do it. Because um, then it's silly.
1: I like watching them because they all have such nice kitchens. Mm. <laughs> yeah they do almost without fail like all these youtubers which i imagine is a result of like being very popular on youtube YouTube money but they have very nice kitchens in which to try these i mean some of them truly atrocious oh yeah food monstrosities yeah that they are that they're but like they're the same ones is the thing that confuses me i've watched so many different youtubers uh make that egg sandwich that you make all of it in a pan yeah. by, and then like, just flip it over and flipping it over and folding it yeah. I've watched them all try to make Skittles popcorn
0: mm-hmm.
1: they're all over that they can't do that right Mm-mm. Um, they keep yeah. trying it with M&M's and then yeah. it just melts into a big burnt mass and I'm like well y- yes yeah. you just put M&M's in a hot pan I
2: what? don't know there's a I don't people that the The things that are entertaining on YouTube and like people find funny, and I find them funny too. They really make me question. Like sometimes when I really try to come up with like a good joke, and then I think, I don't know. People laugh at burnt skittles. Like what? Why am I trying? (laughs) What does it mean?
0: The one that baffles me most is one that I saw on TikTok the other day that said, "Here's a hack. Uh, You can make your own everything but the bagel seasoning." Like that one from Trader Joe's that like has all the stuff that comes on everything bagel. And they just listed all the components of everything bagels and got them separately and then mixed them together in one jar. And well, I was like, okay, yeah, if you okay, take yeah. like poppy seeds and, and, you know, garlic powder or whatever yeah, is in I mean, these things and you mix them gotta... together, that's the same thing. And also more expensive than just buying
1: a bottle of I Well, that's what <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand. <laughs> like, that, that, one of the hacks we were watching was just like a cake recipe. Yeah, and it's like, well, yes, you made it. Congratulations, you've made a cake. This is not a hack. That's, that's not a hack. That's not. That's just a cake, which is great. I like cake, but it's not a hack. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know what they're hacking.
0: You right? Like yeah. when they make flip flops out of hot glue, and you're like, what is? What are you? What is? What corners are being cut here? I, don't, I, don't, I didn't know this was a thing. I was supposed to yeah. do, let alone hack.
2: I think some of those videos are just nice places for your brain to rest and feel slightly <laughs>
0: accomplished
2: having watched it. But yeah. There's no useful information there.
0: there. There was a moment where I saw one where they made this atrocious jeans chair where they took a bunch of pairs of like jeans and stuffed <laughs> them and then sewed the bottoms of the legs together and then sewed all the tops together into one big seat so it looked like a big beanbag chair that had a back to it that was made of stuffed huh. legs of jeans was this five minute craft this was five minute okay, craft. of course it was and i saw this and there was a solid minute in my head where i sat there thinking how many pairs of jeans do i have from a long time ago that i've never worn How many old pairs of jeans do I have that I can do this with? Do I have enough? Should I do this? Do I want to do this? I (laughs) I almost did it. I I would like to say that
1: that violates. I have found that this is true about five minute crafts a lot. They violate their title. They're not five minutes. They're not five (laughs) minutes consistently. And sometimes they are not crafts. No. I don't know what I don't know what is happening then. (laughs) No, Here's w- an hour-long yeah. thing you could do. Right? I would
0: argue it takes way more than five minutes to gather six pairs of jeans, stuff them with pillow stuffing, sew the bottoms and tops, and then staple all of them together into <laughs> a chair. It's
2: That's- also not going to work. I feel like if I walked into somebody's apartment and that was in there, I would just like, <laughs> I need to leave. Who who was wearing those pants and where are their bodies? Can you That's exactly like when you show
1: that, when you have your Zoom like get together with your friends and be like, Look at what I did, guys and they're like, Are you okay? okay?"
0: Can you imagine the person's house where they like do all of these or the set and it's just like entirely covered in all of these crafts? I mean oh yes, God.
1: watch Trum Trum. There it That's is. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Trum Trum.
0: <laughs> Anyways, we're not talking about Trum Trum in five minute crafts today. Although we Wait, probably should at some point.
2: <laughs> I, I had a question though because I don't think we ever resolved this because we started talking about the chipmunks before we move on to our actual topic. Uh yeah, uh-huh. there are three chipmunks. They are siblings. What what are what is our our wh- who are we? Which which is your chipmunk? Which is how do we break this down between us?
0: Well, see, normally I would say, do we just go by age? But I feel like in this case, that doesn't apply.
1: Because,
0: mm. Sydney, I feel like you have to be the one with... I you have to say, be Am Simon. Simon?
1: I, right? I, I, like, I was going to start making cases, but I feel like... Do I have to be Simon? Is that Well, I don't necessary.
2: know, though, because I feel like there's... I mean...
0: I feel like it's fair to say that I'm a Theodora. I feel like that's <laughs> fair. I <laughs> don't why do you think that's fair i don't know he's just like the the small one the, the small <laughs> the small cute the one, small one who doesn't like one. he's just whose whole thing is being the small one and like our, my whole this whole thing is kind of based around me being he's the very, small he's, one he's very loving and nurturing yeah likes to
1: take care of animals that's a thing well, I mean, he is an animal he too, is an but, animal yeah you know, but he also is like uh he's non-confrontational he wants everybody to get along and be kind mm-hmm
2: are these you? <laughs> See, I me? don't know. That's what I was. I would at, now. When you say that, I'm like, I don't know, Riley. Are you Alvin and I'm Theodore?
0: Am I was going to say that might be. Is that more accurate? Mm. I don't know. Maybe. Wait. Do we even know how old all of them are? They're chipmunks. Yeah. Why do I? I just always assumed Alvin was the oldest and Theodore was the youngest. I always assumed Simon was the oldest. Really. Same the glasses
2: yeah he's also taller. <laughs> the
1: oldest one
0: always has the glasses yeah.
2: that's how you can tell
1: maturity in a chipmunk uh-huh.
2: <laughs> when they start wearing glasses have they developed their glasses yet?
0: Uh, uh, anyways we're talking about there's no transition we're yeah. talking about taylor swift's new album <laughs> that's right yes um taylor swift gave us all a gift this quarantine of a <laughs> full album and not just like a few songs, like an EP, like a 16, I think 16 song album mm-hmm. that she entirely wrote and recorded and produced in quarantine um, that came out about two weeks ago and it's called Folklore. And I think it is, I think her best album as a whole mm-hmm. that she has cool. made because I think I we've talked about this and we've talked about music before, but a lot of recent music, the albums aren't based around like being one whole thing to be listened to together like Mm -hmm. they used to be when you'd have to buy like cds and stuff it's more singles that they would release and then a whole body of work but this feels like an album that is meant to be listened to as one whole thing
1: more like beyonce's lemonade
0: sure yeah but like (laughs) it it is it's an experience yeah it feels like a story Mm -hmm. like it feels like there are times where i enjoy listening to show tunes because i enjoy like there's a there's a story happening here. This is not just like some words being repeated and this is how I feel about folklore. It is like a a story mm-hmm. or a collection of stories. And I find it very relaxing also.
1: I will say that that is true cuz I tried to I had not listened to any of it mm-hmm. before you suggested it. And so I immediately tried to get Charlie to listen to it with me because she likes some of Taylor Swift's sure. stuff. Um and I it, had I known kind of the like feel of it, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't have done that because she likes the bops.
0: She does. She likes me, and she likes Shake It Off. Mm-hmm. Love Shake It Off. Yeah. Well,
1: there's also that Disney Princess version of Shake It Off on mm-hmm. YouTube. That's true. So periodically, when she's singing the Taylor Swift version, she'll break into Let It Go.
0: Right. <laughs> that makes sense.
1: But uh, but she was not as much feel in this one because it definitely is a slower tempo, calmer. Mm-hmm more laid back
0: right than the bops um that's there was a whole debate over is it eligible for an indie album award at the the Mm. grammys next year instead of pop because normally she's a pop artist and that's the those are the awards she's won before after she was country um but technically there are people who know these things and study these things and what guidelines there are for indie music and pop music and beats per minute and all that stuff i don't get any of it i don't know about any of it are there but apparently this is an indie album yeah it's a whole thing where you can find like the exact tiny subgenre of each album based mm. on huh. i don't know like lyrics and type of music <clears throat> and types of instruments used and yeah see according to trolls world tour <laughs> okay continue right. i want you to think about <laughs> the preface to that sentence for a second and then continue <laughs>
2: But I think I know where this is going. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Pop
1: music just steals from all the other genres and includes a catchy hook uh, with their music, but is really just sampling from everybody else's music. Mm. That's what Trolls World Tour would argue. Is that their (laughs) thesis statement? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's a lot about cultural appropriation in *Troll t- t- okay. World Tour*. Yeah, I guess that's—I guess that's fair. And about the importance of like diversity as a as a like quality as opposed to just like we should all be the same and yeah. like each other.
2: <laughs> I don't know if that <laughs> aligns with like the history of pop music and development, but it's definitely a good lesson for children. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it really is interesting because they talk about. Poppy keeps saying we're all the same and they keep saying we're not all the same but that's okay. Yeah. We shouldn't all be the same. I, that's an important lesson. No. I I Anyway.
2: <laughs> I do like that uh that Miss Swift uh you know, I obviously when she started she was country and then mm-hmm. kind of transitioned to pop and people were angry about that cuz people get angry about dumb things that young girls do. Yeah. Uh and uh then now now she's here's very it's very much an indie uh album very folksy I mean it's called folklore Mm -hmm. but like I like that Taylor Swift throughout her career has just been like I'm gonna do this now and now I'm doing this and it's like it's you know it's another just a very accomplished album in another category uh that I think she has every right to be in but it's definitely a departure
0: it's uh I know we talked about this when we talked about the documentary about her but she was under that record label for such a long time where she felt like she had to you know fit the perfect mold of like a teen pop star who didn't talk about politics and didn't talk about anything else except the music she had written. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I appreciate that this is a lot more like, there are moments in this album where you're like, oh, this is a dig at like the people she used to work for and that own her music now and took it from her. And I don't know, it's, it's mm-hmm. very good. And she's definitely very more different.
1: outspoken politically. I see yeah. her um, political tweets retweeted often. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, I also appreciate that. But uh, I do like that this she said and I assume you all listen to the the, the whole Mm -hmm. thing Um, after it came out she said there are three songs in the album that she did not name but she said three of them she sees as the three different perspectives of three people in a teenage love triangle and she had written one of them mm -hmm, from each perspective Um, and I think that's really cool that she like literally took stories that she had come up with not even things that she'd experienced and then wrote multiple songs. Mm-hmm. Like it was literally a whole story music,
1: which again speaks to like those, that kind of folk music. Yeah. Like the, the idea that music is just telling people's stories. Yeah. You know, not necessarily the artists themselves, but like mm-hmm. music is a way to just communicate this one tale yeah. and then move on.
2: Well, that, uh, that goes into the, uh, the confusion around Betty Right, mm-hmm. uh, I think mm-hmm. I think everybody kind of jumped the gun, got a little excited that maybe this was a uh, this was gay Taylor Swift, but it's it's not, right?
0: I I also did the I was <laughs> the same thing the first time I listened to it. I was like, like listening finally. the night it came out, and Betty <laughs> Betty came on, and I was laying in my bed, and I just sat up and went, "Oh, <gasps> oh my god!" <laughs> but no, um, she is, and if you listen to it, then you it. She yeah it's not from the perspective I, of another girl but I saw man you, i got excited
1: i know you tweeted about it and people were like welcome to the what did they call it the Gaylor. Gaylor? S- the Gaylor
0: swift <laughs> yeah uh, community <laughs> <laughs> like a whole like s- stan twitter community of people who've always believed that taylor is like secretly bi i guess and all the hints in her music about it uh, um but no I mean, that I is i have no
1: idea but i i don't think that's what that song was no <laughs>
0: That is one of the three of that triangle, and it's from the perspective of a teenage boy to this girl that he hurt and, I guess, cheated on, maybe, Mm -hmm. Um, to Betty, and it's from his perspective, but Taylor's singing it. Um, But that also, Easter egg, revealed the name of Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively's third daughter. (laughs) Just, you know, just if you didn't know. Now, did they approve of that? Because I want to that is the weirdest
2: way to to like announce a baby name ever. So Taylor Swift put it in her new (laughs) album secretly.
0: (laughs) Apparently they did, because also and I am guilty of not having heard this song. I think it was a song from her album Reputation. They used Taylor Swift used a recording of one of their daughter's voices saying something as like an audio clip at the very beginning of one of her songs in that Ah. album. So, like, I guess they've, like, allowed her to, like, do these things sneakily in her music every now and then because they're close friends. But everyone freaked out because the only two other names in the song Betty are James and Inez. And those are the two names of their two daughters. Mm-hmm. And they were like, yep, that's there's Betty. It's our baby. <laughs> See, I,
1: I saw that trending and I was so confused about all of it i was like yeah is this another weird conspiracy theory it is or a very is this... weird
0: announcement it is it is
1: weird and yeah. um but then there were all these companion articles like well they're friends look here are all these pictures of them all hanging yeah. out and so i was like well i mean they must have known yeah, What's this? yeah. <laughs> this was a weird place for my brain to rest for
0: a while last yeah. week like what am I reading? It's a weird space to dedicate your, your energy to. I also spent a lot of time thinking about when <laughs> referring to her by her first name when Betty grows up and is mm-hmm. like, hey, listen, fun fact about me. Not only are my parents, uh, you know, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, my name was revealed to the world in the Taylor Swift song. That's like her icebreaker fun fact forever. Uh,
1: although, you know, the tough thing is for Betty, like everybody will already know that for Betty. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to start gonna sing sing a singing the song, being like the child of no.
0: <laughs> famous yeah. people. But, like, you know,
1: everybody's always going to know that.
0: Yeah, that's true. Mm. Um, I want to talk more about Taylor Swift and this album.
1: But before we do that,
0: let's check the group message.
1: So uh, I mentioned that I was cooking. Mm-hmm. When I got the the late breaking news story from my daughter that the chipmunks are back, mm-hmm. um, and what was I cooking? Well, I was cooking a Hello Fresh because. Mm. It's hard to come up with a bunch of different recipes to cook from home. I know a lot of us are doing a lot more of that these days, cooking from home. We still do. We still do a lot of takeout. Try to support local businesses, but mm-hmm. but also you want to cook. You know, you want to make stuff and you want to make things you enjoy and you want to make for me things that like the whole family will like. Um, but I don't always know like a ton of different recipes or like oh my gosh I don't want to go to the store again to get more ingredients. So how do I do that? Um, And HelloFresh has got your back because they can deliver fresh pre-measured ingredients uh, along with some sort of seasonal recipe that maybe you've never thought to try or had any familiarity with right to your door. They are America's number one meal kit because they've got something for everybody. They've got low calorie options. They've got vegetarian options. They have family friendly recipes. If you're trying to do what I've been trying to do, which is get the whole fam eating the same thing. That's been my big challenge during this, this quarantine time, is all four of us eating the same thing, not like, here's some chicken nuggets for the kids. And right. HelloFresh really helps me do that. Uh, there's less prep for you, less food waste, because everything comes pre-proportioned, so you're not throwing away all of, like, the cilantro or whatever you didn't use. And uh, HelloFresh donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019, and this year is stepping up their food donations amid the coronavirus crisis. So you can feel really good about supporting this company and getting uh, this great, all these great ingredients to make something really delicious for you and your family and or friends or, well, family. Family.
2: <laughs> right now. Yeah. You can, you can cook some Hello fresh over a Zoom together. There you go.
1: Hey, that's a great idea, Tay. <laughs> yeah. Tay, if our listeners want to check out HelloFresh, what should they do? Uh,
2: You can go to hellofresh.com slash 80stillbuffering and use code 80stillbuffering to get a total of $80 off, including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit hellofresh.com for more details. That's hellofresh.com slash 80stillbuffering. Use code 80stillbuffering.
0: So there's a song on this album I want to talk about because I think it is so cool. Just okay. from a songwriting perspective, I don't think it's my favorite, like musically, on the album. I still enjoy it very much, but there's a song called "The Last Great American Dynasty" mm-hmm. on this album. I like that one. I that yeah. one. Uh, that one caught my attention. Well, as I was listening to it the first time, this was like the night it came out, so I had I had no idea what any of these songs were about. Um, there was a woman I had to look this up named Rebecca Harkness who used to live in Taylor Swift's mansion home in rhode island mansion um, home, mansion ah,
1: mansion <laughs> home. <laughs> but you know how we all have a mansion the home. mansion
0: home, mansion home. <laughs> i'm sorry i don't have a mansion home i don't know the proper terminology <laughs> um but uh it's the true story of this woman told through taylor Swift's perspective and basically This um, Rebecca Harkness married into an upper class family. She was hated by the town and then her husband had died uh, and they blamed her for his death. She was the heir to this big oil company. And then there was some decline in the company because of whatever economy. But they blamed her because she was like not supposed to be in this upper class great American dynasty family. Um, And she compares herself to her A lot throughout the song talking about like here is this woman who is hated Mm -hmm. for basically no reason throughout her career and now i am in her house and now i have experienced the same things i think that's so cool because it's it's a real story Mm -hmm. and she's talking about this woman that used to live in her house and these connections she feels to her even though like she didn't know her but the stories and how they intertwine um i think that's that's just a really cool way of incorporating like you know real folklore i think into an album called folklore
1: yeah i think that is cool i didn't know i didn't know if it was based on a real story it sounded Mm -hmm. it sounded too concrete for me to assume that it wasn't yeah um but i hadn't looked into it but that that is i that song caught my attention because i think it's a it can also be read as an interesting commentary on you know what a great american anything Mm -hmm. is what what makes it you know including a dynasty yeah um and some of the darker parts of that, and the nastier parts of that, right? Um, kind of concept. So, yeah, yeah I thought it was nice in 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 the light of her new kind of political, yeah. Um, I don't want to say stance because I assume it was always her political stance, but sure. like uh, being her so publicized outspoken.
0: political stance, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think you also see that there's a song that is my favorite called "Mad Woman" mm-hmm. on the album yeah. that. Uh, a lot of people were comparing to her song, The Man, from her last album. Yeah. Um, which very, like, obviously calls out, like, toxic masculinity and misogyny in the music industry and in the world as a whole. Um, but Mad Woman is talking about, you know, you hate this mad woman. Isn't it a shame she went mad? But also, like, you made her that way. And, you know, this is how people talk about women that they think have, quote-unquote, gone crazy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's, I from what I... Would interpret it's about the men who took her music and then mm-hmm. like have said all these horrible things about her being controlling or manipulative or whatever. Um, because I mean, they literally took her IP mm-hmm. and her music and her work, um, and took advantage of that. And then she is coming at them again, like, you know, mm-hmm. this is what you get because you took that from me.
1: Sure. Which, which is an important trope to like always combat the idea that when. A woman displays emotion, especially mm-hmm. like angry, yeah. you know, be, being upset about something that it's always like, oh, yeah, you know, oh, of course, <laughs> you're just angry. Right. Which emotional is, woman. And I should say, which is hard for women in general, but is like doubly hard for women of color and especially black oh, women yeah. get that um, kind of like stereotypical label anytime yeah. they try to speak out passionately about anything that matters. Yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting that, as I was kind of thinking about, like, what does this music sound like to like my younger ear, mm-hmm. my my teenage ear, Um it struck me that I feel like she's doing like a reverse Jewel. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, oh, that's mean? right. Jewel went from folk to pop. Uh huh. Oh, well, okay. and then to country. Oh, oh, you're right. Didn't she? Didn't she go down a country she, she road did have eventually? A, country, a moment. <laughs> So it is a reverse jewel. Well, that's what I (laughs) I feel like. I feel like
0: yeah. When Jewel
1: first came out, it was very like. And I know this comparison. You're like, in light of the way Jewel is regarded today, I feel Mm -hmm. like you're going to think this is negative. But please know, I love Jewel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially Jewel's first album was like, I mean, to my little sixth grade ears, was just like, oh, this woman. she gets it like I love this music Um, and I I still will defend that like early on the stuff Jewel was producing was like raw and Mm -hmm. good and you know I I really felt um, and it was very folk Mm -hmm. you know Uh, and then it did get her music got more and more poppy as Mm -hmm. time went on and it was harder for me to like connect with individual songs or like really feel like this was as moving it was Mm -hmm. like well it's not bad but it's not my favorite Mm -hmm. and i feel like she went a country road eventually or maybe i'm just putting that idea on her but i I feel like she eventually ended up making some stuff that was vaguely country um and then it and i I feel like that as as a result we don't really talk about jewel as one of like the major artists that have Mm -hmm. impacted music Even though there was a moment back in the 90s where Jewel was incredibly significant and important for the music she was putting out and the people that loved it. Mm -hmm. And I would still defend her. But I feel like this is the opposite. Yeah,
2: It's funny because you'd think perhaps Jewel was an attempt to be more marketable on a broad stage, whereas Taylor Swift has started out just so marketable and has made herself Mm -hmm. maybe less so, but like for the better, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well,
1: I I think that's true because I my first brush with listening to this music, it doesn't have like some of the earworms that a lot of her albums do yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, like That's fair. It's not instantly like embedded in my brain is like, well, oh, I gotta go back and listen to that song again. Mm-hmm. Um and for like I know that Taylor Swift's audience is not like she is not targeting young kids as a demo, certainly, yeah. um, with any of her music. I think it's it it says something that some of her past work, like both myself and my Mm six-year-old would listen to and enjoy yeah that says a lot about how accessible and how like broad the this is supposed to appeal to right who are you aiming to appeal to and i think when we talk about like some of her bops yeah that's what it is Mm -hmm. yeah
2: yeah i i mean that's kind of that's what really struck me is that uh you know i i go into an open mind any any with any of these you know music that i haven't listened to and Mm -hmm. i don't i'm Taylor Swift's past catalog in no way is offensive to me. I think she's a great pop musician. But I was not expecting to f- have an album, have this album resonate with me as much as it did. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I guess there's a, like, you know, Taylor Swift isn't really young anymore. She's what, like 30 mm-hmm. by now? 30? I think she's 30. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, you know, I'm, I'm also in my 30s. There, there was a, there's a level of like, there's a lack of hope and a lack of, like, Mm -hmm. innocence in this album, which I actually find really refreshing. You know, it's, like, she's been through it all. She's fallen in love. She's fallen out of love. She's had her hopes up, and she's been disappointed. She's had people tear her apart, and she's stitched herself back together. And that kind of resolution of, like, I can can get past things, but things still hurt is something that I think it's, it's a much more mature album that I think I was surprised to find that I felt like, I don't know if this is for me but it feels like it's kind of for me it's for people that have kind of been mm-hmm. through it you know we joke a lot of we've joked before on the show about how your emotions kind of die when you get older and that's a mm-hmm. joke <laughs> they don't but they do develop this resolution of it hurts right now i know it'll get better but it does hurt or i'm in love right yeah. now but most things end so who knows how long this lasts and that kind of awareness right. to it really struck me
0: yeah there's a whole kind of theme throughout her last album and now especially into this one where she talks about a lot she used to write about love and breakups and this super like you know you break up and it's that angry like breakup song and she had so many of those on some of her past albums where you listen to and like you're really mad at the person you're with or like you're going through a breakup that's really upsetting and it just makes you feel like angry and empowered and she would even write ones about how like love is this like thing that makes you go crazy or whatever and makes you like scream out at each other but that means you really love each other and it's a big emotional roller coaster and it's not easy and um now the theme of her music is like she said i used to think love was red but now i know it's golden because she's like I was young and I used to think it was like this intense, passionate thing where you had to like have these horrible fights and it had to be like this whole thing that messed with your emotions. But now that I am actually with someone as an adult that I love, I know it's a more mature Mm -hmm. thing than that. And she even sings about how like she used to have this axe to grind against all these boys that broke her heart and would write these songs about them. But now they're having babies and she sends them presents and she's happy for them because she's happy. And it's definitely a maturing where like I wouldn't have listened to this when I was in like high school and the guy like didn't like me back and I was super angry and I listened to all of her like emotional songs like this is more you can tell she has grown up as she has been writing her music and of course if this is what she's been written been writing while she's been in isolation it's gonna be what's coming from her and her thoughts not Mm -hmm. what she thinks people are gonna like the most necessarily
1: well, and I think it's funny cuz what you're what you're talking about that idea about understanding that about love. As I as I, as you were talking, I was thinking, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems so obvious. Right. But it's because I'm on the other end of that. Right. And um it it's not obvious when you're a teenager. Yeah. It's not obvious when you're young. And that revelation, while I think it is not like to say it out loud is not new. It's right. kind of a mundane revelation. It's also incredibly like everybody can understand that and Mm -hmm. connect to it. And uh, most people will feel that at some point in Mm -hmm. their life, which is like what at the core a lot of good music does, right? Connects to something that a lot of us can understand and feel. And, you know, it's not so you're not writing about how it feels to fly in a private jet (laughs) because most of us don't know what that's like. But when you write about you know how it feels to understand what love really is okay mm-hmm. well yeah we can all connect to that yeah and that's music
2: and and i think it's it's doing that but it's on like a more like a it's a more intimate like s- specific way one of my favorite songs on mm-hmm. this was this is me trying and mm. it's a good it's one. so beautiful but it's you know it's it's so many like breakup or not or like relationship songs are about like what went wrong or the other person but it's so reflective on like these are my faults and this is what i'm trying mm-hmm. to do and This is, you know, what I have to offer. It's, it's not the falling in love and it's not the breaking up. It's the middling part where it's like, I want to make this work, but I don't, I I don't have all the tools necessarily. And I think that's a really beautiful nuanced song about something that's hard to encapsulate.
0: Yeah. I mean, so many of her breakup songs or like relationship going through rough patches, falling apart songs or whatever, were always about what the other person was doing wrong and like what was upsetting and how awful this other person was or whatever but this was this is these are my faults in this Mm -hmm. and this is me trying to resolve them and also resolve myself and that's something that you don't think about when you're a teenager in a relationship you don't think like well what am i doing wrong here (laughs) what do i need to work Mm on um it's definitely a lot more
1: introspective yeah i would say in that way In, in a way that i think a lot of people, it will resonate with a lot of people right now yeah. because a a lot of us are spending a
0: lot more time um, alone in our heads than we're used to. I mean, this was definitely something that she didn't do a lot of lead up for. She announced it the day it was coming out at midnight. There was no like big teaser reveal video. Wasn't super glamorous. It was just tweeted like, hey, this album comes out tonight at midnight. And I think she created it because it was what she wanted to do, and it actually—I didn't know this until just now—it broke the Guinness World Record for the biggest opening day for an album by a female artist on Spotify ever. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I'm not surprised. I mean, with her fan base, and then with the way her music has been changing, mm-hmm. and, um, and it, it does. I mean, I can see how it could connect specifically to a lot of people right now. Yeah. Always, I think, and generally, it could, sure. but like especially right now. Help me understand. When this album came out, I saw an article that was, I don't remember what it was written on, but it was pushed to me as like, look at all the people who got cardigans from Taylor Swift. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, com- <laughs> I'm confused. Why is well, Taylor Swift giving out cardigans? And I didn't click on it. So could you please tell me why? The um, song. I knew cardigan. there was the song Cardigan. So but like, why did she give people cardigans? Like who got cardigans and why? Well, not make think- The people who got I didn't get one.
0: I didn't get one. I like cardigans. (laughs) I do too. Um, She sold them after the music came out. You could buy a Taylor Swift cardigan. That was a cardigan cardigan, Um, (laughs) like the song cardigan. It was that cardigan cardigan on
2: it. Like it's referencing the song, but it also just looks like you're wearing a weird labeled cardigan. Yeah, (laughs) Um.
0: Uh,
1: uh, it's a whole new clothing line she's coming out with. Yeah, this cardigan says cardigan. These pants say pants. This shirt says shirt. Yeah, (laughs) for it. It's not, It's like real
0: normcore. <laughs> the, uh, the f- uh, so the album all came out at the same time, but the only m- song that had a music video that came out at midnight with the album was Cardigan. Hmm. That was the first music video for the album, and I think is a promotional thing. Mm-hmm. She sent friends cardigans. Ah. Um, but I actually just watched a, an interview she did where she broke down the music video for cardigan which i don't know if either of you watched but basically it's like she's playing piano in this warm cozy cabin then she climbs into the piano and she's in this magical like green forest but then there's this like ocean and it's super aggressive and super like you know it gets intense but then she comes back to the cabin um and that's how it ends but she was talking about how that whole thing was supposed to be this big long extended metaphor for like you're in this cozy safe space like in the cabin you know by yourself where you're comfortable your sense of self you go into this new world, you enter a relationship, and it's so magical, and there's sparkles, and it's this big enchanted forest, and there's, like, magic everywhere, and it's amazing. And then it starts breaking up, and, like, you're, I mean, she, it's shown her, like, getting splashed with all the water, and, like, you know, gets intense for a minute. And then she returns back to the cabin by the end, but she's still, like, soaking wet from that part, and she's like, that's, you return to your sense of self at the end eventually, but you still are changed from what you experienced and mm-hmm. you can get back there eventually, but you're never going to be exactly the same as you were before you went into it. And it was this whole big, long full circle. I thought that was pretty cool. That is really nice.
2: Yeah, I think I like that. And and that's, that's cool. How I think it parallels the album itself, because mm-hmm. you know, that's, there's a difference between sort of a concept album that's meant to be listened to as a whole, as you, as you said, Riley, and then like, yeah. versus just a bunch of songs, that, you know, yeah. all over the place with tone and, that this album felt like you know you kind of are brought in with something familiar you know it starts out with what the the one
0: the one yeah, yeah.
2: and then it ends with hoax and they're both sort mm-hmm. of you know they're both kind of sad relationship songs maybe a bit more mm-hmm. familiar ground but like sure you kind of like going into something and then it, it goes it goes to a lot of very interesting storylines and places yeah. and then you kind of come back out the other end so yeah. I like that as like that's the flow of the album
0: that's true. That, I hadn't thought about that. Yeah, no,
1: that's very true. Cause the, yeah. and, and I will say to like Echo, when we listened to the one as it started, I thought, well, this sounds, it sounded to me like very Taylor much Swift. like Taylor Swift. Like yeah. there was nothing like, I mean, I'm not saying it was bad. Actually, right. I like the song, mm-hmm. but it sounded very similar to what I was used to. And Charlie stuck with me through that one. It was as we moved past that, that she sure. was like, this
0: isn't for
1: me. <sighs> it was just, I mean, it was like, I, I it it. couldn't hold her, but it's because she couldn't dance to it. Yeah. And she's six. But like, yeah, <laughs> Um. I I will say I really enjoyed it. I liked what she did. Um, it's funny because I could, I could tell outside of that headspace. I know what that headspace is. Mm-hmm. I have been there many times. It is not the headspace I'm in now. Mm-hmm. I think I'm too angry to be there right now. <laughs> sure. But I can understand from times when I'm in that headspace how this would be like, very like this is the music i need right now i can really connect to this i feel this this is where i am um when i'm not so angry i think i feel it more but i enjoy it i think it's really good i get why it is so popular and
2: well and it was kind of a nice reminder of those feelings because i don't know like you know Mm -hmm. as, as somebody who's who's getting older but also very very single like you know the the whole lockdown thing kind of puts you in the mind of like well i'm definitely not going to meet anybody there will be no love there will be no excitement there will be no any of that Mm -hmm. because i am locked inside my house uh but then to kind of remember like oh well that's you know that that there's that whole world of like the emotions that you're excited to have and that you're scared of having that are out there that are on the other side of this that you know yeah Mm -hmm kind of it's nice to be to remember even if you can't have them that they're they're out there i kind of felt like right. i turned off that part of me and this album was a nice like oh right i, I feel things other than fear <laughs> <laughs> it was ca-
0: a catharsis yeah it was uh i will admit i i started the beginning and usually if i'm just listening to music mm-hmm. put on a shuffle whatever but this album i sat down turned on from the beginning listened to the thing the whole way through and i was surprised at first there was no like there was no bop. There was no moment mm-hmm. where, like, it was that poppy thing you were used to mm-hmm. with the recurring chorus that gets stuck in everyone's head and everyone's singing for weeks. Um, so I had to go back and re-listen and really, like, think about... It kind of all stays the same mm-hmm. tone throughout, and the same level. Like, it doesn't get super, super intense. It doesn't get super poppy. There are some, you know, ups and downs. But it stays pretty even keel. But, like, I think that is also just the point of the whole thing is like in reality life usually isn't this series of like super intense Mm -hmm. like heartbreaks and upset and as you're getting older it's not like Mm -hmm. you know crying over the boy that broke up with you when you were 15 like her songs used to be about it usually is more just like it gets more of the same Mm -hmm. as you get older and i appreciate that
2: well that's i i really i saw a lot of people kind of made fun of or made like a you know, a tweet thing out of the cover just because it's, I mean, I think it's iconic. I I like the album cover, yeah. but you know, I also think it's perfect for the album as well. Cause it looks like you're yeah. sort of wandering through the woods. And I think that's, you know, that you're right. Like it's, if you're on a long walk through the woods, you might come across something weird or really beautiful or kind of strange. You know, it's the same mm-hmm. setting, but it's the little details that sort of, you know, it, change your perception and that's yeah. that's very much what the album is it feels very much the same the whole way through but then there's all these little details and thoughts and ideas right
1: and i think it's important to talk about like i think a lot of us have been taking this time to like get outside when we can because <laughs> we're spending so much time in our homes right and like the ability to like be out in nature It sounds very cliche, Mm -hmm. but again, it is an experience we're all having, Mm -hmm. and I think that it is important to try to tap into those and not feel like, not, not throw shade at it. Like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, if it makes you feel good to be in the woods, that, that might sound cliche, but like, it does, Mm -hmm. it it does, you know, I mean, we all feel good when we're able to breathe a little bit and have a little space, especially right now. And a lot of us are trapped in smaller spaces a lot more than we're Mm -hmm. used to, um, that so it's okay that it's cliche. Yeah. We're we're all doing the same stuff and that connectedness is what will get us through this. Right. Because we can't be physically connected. So those shared experiences are all the more important.
0: Yeah. I think uh there's a song from one of her past albums called Out of the Woods and the whole thing is like, Are we out of the woods yet? Like are we out of the, the troubles, the problems or whatever? Are we in the clear? Um and I like that this like it's like you said, the whole thing is like walking through the woods. Like uh-huh. you accept that You're never really out of the woods. There might be parts that are more of a clearing and less of a hike, but you're always in them. And you don't have to worry about getting out of them. You just learn to, like, go with it. The more you walk through it, the more you get used to it. I hadn't thought about that until just now. It's a whole, like, transition to, like, yeah, we're all here and it's a real rough patch right now. And we're never going to be out of the woods, but we'll get get to, like, a a clearing together. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thought, Riley. Thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you all for listening to this album with me. I know it was a Taylor Swift album, but I, it felt like a good kind of relaxing headspace to put ourselves in during. I enjoyed it during I, this time. As yeah,
1: did I. no, yeah, I'm I, glad I, I, I enjoyed it. And I, I don't, I
0: don't have any problem in general with Taylor Swift. Oh, I know. But it's just you don't you don't expect that when you know some of the the past bops to come out of Taylor Swift. See, you know, as somebody that
2: in my 20s very much defined myself as having cool. Quote using quotey fingers. Music uh-huh. taste like I only realized like when I got old enough to realize I'm not going to be cool, so I just need to s- stop trying as much. How much good music I'd cut myself off from mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I wanted to achieve that arbitrary idea of cool. Like this is this right. is a really beautiful, enjoyable album, and I'm really glad that you introduced it to us and that she made oh. it. Oh, well, good. Yeah, I'm gonna go back and listen to Jewel now too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's that too. <laughs> Sydney, well, are we talking about Jewel next week or what's no. next? Although,
1: man, that would have been a great, <laughs> I wish, would I have wish. Been a great
0: transition. At
1: some point, I should make you listen to Jewel, shouldn't I? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll do that at some point. <laughs> Not yet. We just did music. We'll do something different. Um, I want to talk about Veronica Mars. Oh, I love Veronica Mars. Yeah.
2: Tay, you haven't seen any, right? Yeah, this is interesting because you both have experienced this. I'm the one that is, that will be new to this.
1: I think this is new. This is a first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is uh. So the the original TV series, which came out. Oh gosh, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it next time. But it's on Hulu, and that's the one I'll probably talk about the most. Um, obviously there was a movie, and then there was a reboot very recently. Mm-hmm. But um, but the original series is the one that really like captured my heart. So. Mm-hmm. We'll probably focus there, but we'll talk about the whole thing. I'm excited. All right, all right. Well, thank you both. This has been this has been fun. Thank you. This has been nice. Yeah, and it is. I I will continue to try to get in that relaxing headspace where oh good Taylor Swift is in the Taylor woods. Swift <laughs> can take you there. Uh, thank you both. Thank you, listeners. I hope everybody is uh, staying safe and taking care of yourselves and and everybody in your little isolation pod. Um, you can tweet at us at stillbuff you can email us at stillbuffering at maximumfun.org if you have thoughts or suggestions or questions or comments and thank you to the novellas for our theme song Baby Change Mind
0: this has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us I am Riley Smurl I'm Sydney McRoy, and I'm Taylor Smurl I am still buffering
2: and I am
1: too good
0: job good job
2: what, <laughs> was your, Ryland, what was your, you say your favorite song? Was?
0: Mad Woman yeah.
2: what
0: was your I really like the first one The one? Yeah, I know That's a close second
2: hmm. Okay I, I think it's, this is me trying to the mm.
0: Yeah All good, all good ones mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't These are real podcast
2: listeners, not actors. Hey, thanks for coming. Here's a list of descriptors. What would you choose to describe the perfect podcast?
0: I mean, vulgarity.
2: Dumb. Definitely dumb.
0: And like, uh, right here, this one. Meritless.
2: What if I told you there was a podcast that did have all of that? No. Jordan, Jesse, go. And it's free.
0: Jordan, Jesse, go. go.
1: Jordan, Jesse, go.
2: Jordan, Jesse, go. A real podcast.
0: Maximumfun.org.
1: Comedy and culture. Artist owned.
0: Listener supported.